3: SportsGrid.com Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com
4: Welcome in! What do you say it is? The early line. We are live right here on a Thursday morning. It's Kevin Walsh. It's Donnie Wrightside. DRS. Did you and I just get into a debate randomly? I feel like maybe we didn't understand one another before we got rocking and rolling live here. How do we feel Thursday morning?
5: Yeah, uh, feeling really good right now. Just surprised you had a nice, oh, clean opening here. Seems that you haven't been on the show in quite some time here, but that was a pretty good start and opening. It's right. Thursday, and look, city of brotherly love. It's on fire tonight, baby. We got a long way to go, and I can't wait to get through it.
4: Yes, certainly uh, so. The NBA, again, continuing mm-hmm. to deliver. Yeah. Let's start it off then. 7-7 seven and seven headlines in Golden State. The Warriors handle their business 121-106. This was a good game for a while, but the Warriors ultimately little too much on the offensive side. And then Anthony Davis exiting early after taking an elbow to the face uh, from Kevon Looney saw this be Warriors by 15. Game 2 just creeps over the listed total
5: as expected the Warriors won that game but they still have to play it out on the court I'll say this though if the Lakers had actually gone into Golden State in game five and closed that out you might as well just start firing away on the Lakers to win the championship because that would have been an outrageous performance you expected what you got out of the Warriors now it's time for the Lakers to return fire and we'll see if they do that
4: Lakers remain over minus 200 to win this series. The questions, though, right now are around Anthony Davis. We will get to those in just a couple of moments here. As far as the other series go, the Knicks also show life. Down 3-1 at Madison Square Garden, 112-103. to Incredibly, they didn't show life to start this game 14 first quarter points and a double digit deficit but they woke up and scored 70 points between quarters two and three
5: and get the job done to see another day How about that? 24-14 first quarter, and yet you can still bring a ticket out of your back pocket with the over and cash it at the window. Mm -hmm. That was just an interesting game to watch because typically we expect the opposite, Kevin, right? The Miami Heat to weather the storm at Madison Square Garden, hang close, and then see if they can win it late. It was the complete opposite. The Knicks didn't show up in the first quarter, but then turned on the gas, and also some guys playing for their fighting playoff lives. Tremendous to see guys play every single minute of the game. I love that.
4: Jalen Brunson, Quentin Grimes, all 48 minutes for those two yesterday in this Knicks victory. Are they going to need to do it again in Miami? We shall see, and again, we'll break that down. We also received the All-NBA teams yesterday, and for the third straight season, the runner-up in MVP voting is not first-team All-NBA, but hey, that's okay, because I guess it's only right. Joel Embiid crashes in, Donnie, for his first-ever appearance on the first team of the All-NBA list.
5: Yes, there you go. Jojo, take down the MVP. First team all uh NBA, but also, I mean, come on now. Look at the guard situation. SG. I've been telling people, I'm surprised. Maybe it's the first you heard him. You might be reading that, Kevin. First team. Like, Shay, Shy, Gilgios, Alexander. Who does this guy actually play for? Yeah, he plays for OKC. He's one of the best players in the league. Deserved to be on the first team, Kevin. He definitely, uh he definitely
4: is deserved. There's no doubt about that. I think. I think at this point people know, but it it's all good. Uh, one of the big names that uh, I think people felt maybe left off the overall, uh, you know, first, second, third team was Trey Young. Uh, and Trey Young tweeted it out, did not seem all too pleased to see his name left off of these lists. It's a. <laughs> Ah, oh, it's a fair point there, DRS. Let's bring, let's bring the radio audience into the mix here on a Thursday morning. SiriusXM X-Time Channel 159 Sports Grid Radio continuing to move throughout the NBA. J.J. Reddick is interviewing for head coach positions. The Toronto Raptors fired Nick Nurse, and now they're trying a, a little bit of everything here,
5: DRS. Yeah, she might, must could have been J.J. Watt at this point. I don't have any idea what they're actually doing right now because it worked out so well for Steve Nash in Brooklyn. Let's go down that same route here. Stop the madness.
4: The thing is, and we'll get into this more a little bit later, but while Steve Nash was an absolute disaster, there are a number of guys, though, who have made this leap in the NBA. Not that they've all been successful, but Steve Kerr didn't coach anywhere before he coached at Golden State. I think that went pretty well, but... I guess maybe people don't care about that. The NFL schedule dropping, dropping, dropping. The number of p- pieces of information coming on out, including Christmas Day in Philadelphia, as well as when we get to see conference championship rematches there. Late into the December, though, Donnie, is when we will see Cincinnati and
5: KC go at it. Yeah, how about this, too? There are also some point spreads up now at the FanDuel Sportsbook. And I hate to say, there is no sharp action that's going to be taking place now for a game in late December, as we don't even know the players no? or the circumstances at this point. But still, what? fun to take a look at those lines. I don't know about that.
4: I think there's sharp action all right around. around. I mean, people right now, they can't believe Rodgers is only a two-and-a-half-point favorite on Black mm, Friday. Do I mean, you really want to fade out Rodgers on a black Friday?
5: I mean, there's an audience yeah, exactly. for that already, I hear.
4: Let me tell you something, man. This guy's good. This guy's good. Major League Baseball last night, Donnie Kenley Jansen, career save number 400. Sometimes you forget that this guy uh, has been one of the best closers
5: in baseball for quite some time. Yeah, one of those guys that we expected with the pitch clock here. He's usually a slow pitcher there, actually, seemingly doing just fine. But 400 saves, that's big time.
4: On the ice, by the way, don't want to forget to mention Edmonton up 4-1 on Vegas last night, evens the series. Toronto lives to see another day, 2-1 there against the Panthers. And then lastly, all the controversy in West Virginia right now around Bob Huggins. Punishment comes down from the school, a fine $1 million office contract there, but ultimately will be staying with the Mountaineers. We'll be right back after this quick break. Right here on Sports Grid, we begin in Golden State, where the Warriors last night lived to see another day. They win 121 to 106 over the L.A. Lakers, three 20-point scores, and that starting lineup: Steph 27, Wiggins 25, Trayvon Green with a 20-point performance. Klay Thompson still struggling, but no problem there as the Warriors use their offensive firepower, 70 first-half points, to lead them here to victory against the Los Angeles Lakers. And this is a good reminder, and so is the game that took place at Madison Square Garden, but I think it'll be easier for people to kind of push that game aside than maybe it will be for this one here. But this is a good reminder of the opportunities and yet dangers that exist when trying to break down a series. It is an opportunity in that last night, Everybody's like, there's no way Golden State loses at home. And they were right. There was no way Golden State was going to lose at home. Lay the number. Don't worry about the number. And it worked out beautifully, right? That's the opportunities that exist out there, Nani, because the Lakers beating this Warriors team two out of the three games that they would have played at Golden State felt like way too big of an ask for the Los Angeles Lakers. But also then the dangers that can exist and people getting wrapped up in the hype. Where a game like this, you go, you know what, man? Psh, Gold State. Gold State's the better basketball team. No, they're not. They're not the better basketball team. They won a game on their home floor, as we expected. And the FanDuel Sportsbook maintains the Lakers as series favorites. But under minus 250, you can tell they believe there is bite on Golden State completing a 3-1 comeback here against the LA Lakers. And I still don't agree with that notion.
5: Yeah, yesterday, talking about it, Kevin, too, the tale of two series, right? One in the Western Conference with the Lakers and the Golden State Warriors, 3-1, and then also one in the Eastern Conference there with the Knicks having a 3-1 lead over, excuse me, the Knicks having a 3-1 deficit against the Miami Heat. They were priced completely different because you're right. The Golden State Warriors have been there, done that before. You're just waiting on the Knicks probably just to melt down. And I didn't even think the Knicks would win yesterday. But getting back to this game in itself and why that is, is because Golden State is really good. And Golden State is really good at home. Now, it's questionable on the road what's going to take place in Game 6, but that's for another day that we're going to analyze. But just for this game alone, we're not surprised here that the Golden State Warriors won fairly easily over the Los Angeles Lakers, covering that number and sneaking over the total, depending on what you got that at. But here's the one thing I like about this. If you saw over the past day and a half, Kevin, I know you weren't with me here on the early line, but when you're going over and you see some of the pundits out there going like, you know what, it's in the playoffs. Like, this is the new NBA. A debate that was actually happening that the Los Angeles Lakers should sit their starting lineup here and just give the Golden State Warriors a game at home and then take on game six as if that's the end-all, be-all. I couldn't even believe what I was hearing at this point. This isn't a mid-February game where you have a couple guys with twisted ankles. This is a championship team you're trying to knock out and you have three swings at it, and you're going to give one of those swings away, which would have been completely ludicrous. So happy to see that Davis played 32 minutes and James played 39 minutes. Now, Anthony Davis probably would have played even more minutes had he not gone out with an injury, which we're going to get to that in a little bit, maybe the impact on the series. But I thought the Lakers had an Mm -hmm. honest effort in this game. The Warriors were just better, and that's okay. The Warriors are a good ball club. They were at home. And also, Kevin, let's remind ourselves, the Lakers weren't favored by seven points in this game. The Golden State Warriors were. So it's not a surprise to me Mm -hmm. here, but if you ask the Los Angeles Lakers a chance to close out the series in their own building, remind me what happened in round number one. (laughs) And on the road in game five, (laughs) lost, came home in game six, won fairly easily. I expect the Lakers to do damage and win this in six, but the Warriors, they were the better team last night.
4: Fairly easily an understatement. They beat Memphis by 40. We beat Memphis by 40 points. You know what they did against the Lakers? Uh, Well, the Lakers did against the Warriors at one point during this series. Yeah, they beat them by 30 at home. The Lakers haven't lost a game in their own building yet so Mm -hmm. far, and yet game number six lines out, Donnie, it's a a two-and-a-half-point spread. And I, at this moment, cannot tell if that is Anthony Davis questions or people loving Golden State. It is probably a combination of the two. But if you missed the game last night uh, or you missed the back end of it there, Anthony Davis catches an unintentional elbow from Kevon Looney. Uh, Absolutely no foul called as refs continue to be a big talking point in this series. Uh, And AD on the bench was trying to kind of grab his bearings and was unable to do so. Chris Haynes then on the broadcast said that Anthony Davis was wheeled out in a wheelchair. Now, odds are that was just precautionary because then Darvin Ham in the postgame press conference said Anthony Davis is doing very good. You kind of balance the pieces of information you have here, and then again, that's why I think that the wheelchair stuff was precautionary. AD took a shot. There was no halftime to rest and reset here DRS for him. I
5: would be stunned if he was not available for the Lakers in Game 6. And it would be terrible if he's not, because even before getting injured, 10 of 18 from the floor, 23 points here, the best player on the floor for the Los Angeles Lakers. And you can argue he might be the best player overall in the playoffs so far in a generality if you just say, okay, Jokic and Embiid, we get it. But Anthony Davis means just as much there to the Los Angeles Lakers futures as any other superstar currently playing now in the NBA. But as you look at this moving forward, I, with, the joke has always been in the past on Anthony Davis. He just can't stay healthy. What's your name on street clothes, right? Hey, street clothes on the sideline. Again, it's no surprise here. It would be a shame to see Anthony Davis healthy, not with a shoulder injury, Kevin, not with an ankle injury, not with a knee injury or anything that has had in the past, a groin injury, but to be out for game six with a concussion because it was no fault of his own at that point. And it would be a shame to see, and maybe the Warriors need a break, and that's the break that they would need, but you're right. I would be hard-pressed to see if he does miss the next game because I also think the Lakers are doing and saying everything right to sort of call up the dogs because if there is some cobwebs there for Anthony Davis you ask him he wants to play even if the guy was probably concussed he'd say he wasn't because of how big game six is going to be at home and he has to be there with his teammates but if you are the NBA and you are the Lakers here's what you don't want to say like Doc Rivers was doing with Joel Embiid let's play into this one. Hey, Doc, how'd that MRI go? (laughs) We didn't even find his leg on the MRI, so it's not going to be my fault when we lose to the Celtics. guy looks like an MVP, like, basically 48 hours later, which is hilarious in itself. But also, you're not going to send that out to the NBA going, hey, by the way, Anthony Davis was wheeled out. He can't even stand up right now, and that's our biggest concern. Then you would say, "Uh uh-oh, maybe some other doctors and the NBA has got to get involved in this. They're saying the right things, which is great, and hopefully it's just precautionary. Wakes up this morning, feels great, gets back on the practice court, no worries. Absolutely.
4: Now, the one thing that does stand out to me, though, as we kind of take what we got from this game and and push it towards a potential Game 6 Golden State, and specifically the Splash Brothers, did not have a remarkable three point performance here. 13 of 35 as a team, those two combined to shoot five of 17. Hardly the game where you go, oh, come on, just what did you want us to do, right? If I would have told you Golden State was going to score 121, you would have thought those final numbers looked a lot better for the Warriors. So I say that to say the world where the Warriors and specifically those two have monster game sixes, right? That's where game six clay comes from during the 3-1 comeback against Oklahoma City all those years ago. It wouldn't be that surprising to me, but we have three instances right now where there is a home team up 3-2 for game six chance to close it out on their floor. And we've got one of them tonight, and we'll talk about Nick Seaton in just a minute here. I do not think any of those teams, Donnie, are facing pseudo elimination. What I think you're going to hear from a lot of people, right? Tonight in Philadelphia, man, if the Sixers do not beat the Celtics, they have no prayer. They have no prayer to win in Boston. How? They've won there twice. Oh, if the Lakers do not get rid of Golden State in game six, they have no chance to win in Golden State. Based on what? They've already won there. And in a Game 7, LeBron has been untouchable in his career. And again, we'll get to the Knicks Heat end of it there, but please don't tell me that you people are doubting Jimmy Butler in a Game 7 just because it would happen to be in Madison Square Garden. My point is, DRS, these teams that are going home right now have a phenomenal opportunity on their hands. But these series, if they do go 7, none of these teams would be out of it. We'll get your thoughts on that. I don't want to rush anything here because we've got a lot of time on a Thursday morning. We'll button up Warriors-Lakers, make the move over to Knicks Heat last night as the NBA postseason Finishing out Lakers-Warriors, and again, it'll tie into Nick's Heat here in just a moment. Uh, Donnie, the, the notion again for me, while, and, and this is not me kind of getting out in front of a potential Laker Game 6 loss. We'll break that game down when the time comes. But I don't think right now the Lakers, the Heat, or the Sixers are in a do-or-die position, I think that is very often how people will discuss the kind of opportunities that those teams have. Oh, there's no way you're going to win a Game 7 on the road. And I don't think that is true for any of those teams. I think that the Sixers can lean on Embiid in a Game 7. The Heat can lean on Jimmy Butler, and the Lakers can lean on LeBron and Anthony Davis. And it's not just that simple, but when you get in a Game 7, your best right start to flirt with 48 minutes Jalen Brunson style and they have to be able to step up and you can trust those guys to step up for Warriors Lakers specifically do you feel like if the Lakers did lose in game six I'm not saying that that doesn't mean you wouldn't think Golden State should be favored in a game seven they should but do you feel that the Lakers are essentially playing an elimination game in their own right in game six when we get there
5: I think the pressure actually will be on the Lakers and the 76ers, which we'll talk about in a little bit in game six, because the opportunity is there, right? Again, you're trying to preface Mm -hmm. this by saying, how do you want this series to play out? And if you said, how are the Lakers going to win it? What would you probably say? obviously not in four, not in five, closing out in Golden State, but in six. That's the perfect way to do it. That's where underdogs are supposed to win it in their own building, four to two. But certainly, I think your point is valid here. Now, way the Sixers go to Boston and win? Why? They won without Embiid in a game and also won with Embiid in a game in Boston. So, the Sixers going back to Boston in a game seven going, like, man, we haven't won here since 1966. No, we just won here a few hours ago, it feels like. Let's go mm-hmm. out and do it again. The same thing with the Los Angeles Lakers. Is LeBron James just one of those where they go, oh, it's a learning tool for LeBron James he's 21 years old he's got to learn the winning game seven. It's like no then they're done that nobody's going to be nervous for that game and they've already won in that building in the series do you want to win a game six should you win a game six yes but it's not as if we're just going to write it off because myself I wrote off the Sixers in game one they won I wrote off the Sixers in game five they won that too so why not again
4: yeah look I think that <laughs> none of those teams want to play a game seven right no. But they certainly will, I think, be comfortable if that arises. I want to get over to Nick's seat, but before we do that, let's let Tom Thibodeau talk a little bit about who was the star of the game last night. No two ways about it. Jalen Brunson, here's New York Knicks head coach Tom Thibodeau following their win. Tom, the lead went from 19 to 2. What did you think of the medal your ball club showed down the stretch?
0: Well, you know, you got to play for 48 minutes. We knew they would make a run. And, uh, you know, you take it possession by possession. And uh, I thought that plan from Lee was important for us. Um, I thought the rebounding was a huge key. Because
2: speaking of 48 minutes, how about the performance Jalen had?
0: Yeah, what, what can you say about the guy? He's just uh, incredible, you know, all-around player, great leader, great toughness, mental toughness, physical toughness. Ability to think on his feet, ability to lead, ability to connect with people, to bring the best out of people. Uh, That's what makes him special, and it's play after play. You hear the
4: compliments there from Fibs Donnie. And to me, I think that is... I don't mean to talk about the Knicks, like their season is already over, but I do feel that their season is already over. Uh, They, to me, are the team with the absolute least chance to go and win on the road uh, in Game 6, and the odds reflect that. They're a five-point dog for that Friday game. But what they were able to see this season from Jalen Brunson is a guy who went from overpay that we might have just did because, well, we needed somebody... And then he kind of transitioned to, okay, you know what? He's pretty good, but is he the right fit? Did we not get Donovan Mitchell because we have Jalen Brunson? Is this the guy that we want to put all of the eggs in our basket in? Then he was the guy that didn't make the all-star team. Knicks fans wish that he did, but at least Randall made it. And then it was actually the wrong Nick made the all-star team. We don't like Julius Randle that much anymore, and it should have been Jalen Brunson. And now here we are, and you evaluate Jalen Brunson, goes out there 48 minutes, 38 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists, 4 made threes. And what is abundantly clear for the Knicks is they have one of their guys. The Knicks have spent a lot of time since Carmelo kind of faded out waiting for the next guy. It was Chris Stapps for a little while, right? It was supposed to be that very excited for R.J. Barrett. That didn't work out the way they wanted to. I know they like him enough, but let's be honest here. He's not an all-star. Julius Randle's made multiple all-star teams, and I think most Knicks fans want him traded this offseason, and rightfully so. But Jalen Brunson is here for the long haul. And Jalen Brunson is a guy that they can be op- they can be optimistic about. And they should be optimistic about. If this team's ever gonna really compete for championship, They're going to need to bring in another guy that is as good, if not better, than Jalen Brunson. But this team knows that they can count on Jalen Brunson. They can rely on Jalen Brunson. And in some ways, that's all they've actually needed here for quite some time. He is one of the easiest to root for players in this league. And he's turned out to be, Nani, really one of the better players in this league, easily inside the top
5: 30 across the association. There's a lot of layers here to Jalen Brunson, but I guess if you get the dictionary out and take a look at New York City guy, you go look for the pictures in there. Now one would say, you know, Kevin's going to be in there, right? It's New York City guy, but it's Jalen Brunson. I mean, if you are a Knicks fan or that organization, what you got out of Jalen Brunson, and we're not just talking about Kevin last night, but since he's been in New York, absolutely phenomenal. But let's go back to the Dallas years for Jalen Brunson, right? We were always saying like, boy, if Luke can really get a superstar next. So yeah, Jalen Brunson's nice at this point, not realizing that Jalen Brunson was winning big basketball games with Luka Doncic actually out of the lineup. He goes to New York City, and you're right. We're considering that. Like, I mean, they needed a guy. Here's what the Knicks do: the guy's available. They overspend for the guy. They could have got somebody else, but that's what happens here. Did you see what happened to the Dallas Mavericks this year? They get another quote-unquote superstar in Kyrie Irving. You know what they were doing? Tanking in the final week of the season, while the New York Knicks were heading into the playoffs here, winning a round in the playoffs, and having to stave off elimination, where you're not playing that great of basketball, to have a superstar go. You know what, Coach? Play me every minute of this game. going to dominate i'm going to leave it on my shoulders if we don't get it done and they did get it done it's one of those guys where you're right every single kid growing up in the new york city area right now wants a Jalen brunson jersey because he's riding with the knicks right now phenomenal stuff out of him and even myself hey he went to the knicks that's an okay signing okay we'll see what he does when he's the main guy he is the main guy and he's performing at a big level why are we surprised he did it at villanova he did it with dallas and now he's doing with the knicks great basketball player
4: yeah, you're right. He has done it everywhere, and, and I think for for me, you know, initially it was just like, is that really where your money is best spent? Yeah. And then he was good. He the, the beginning of the season, he it was almost kind of like, a fir, the first round running backs, right? Your Bijans, your Jameer Gibbs, where you go, look, the numbers are going to be great, but did you really get the best value? And and that, there's no questioning Jalen Brunson, right? Sometimes you go, you know what? Let's uh, you know what? Let's give it some time. No, 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 no. no. You don't have to give anything at any time with Jalen Brunson. He he is very obviously a guy here for the Knicks. What went wrong for Miami last night? Well, a number of things. But we did see the first human performance, if you will, it felt like from Jimmy Butler. But again, 19-9-7 and being a down night, again, gives you the idea of how this guy has been playing throughout the playoffs. But it was his first performance under 20 points since this playoffs run has started here for jimmy butler if you are miami the one thing that i think i would be most disappointed in because again i think that they are still absolutely in the driver's seat beyond the driver's seat i would be stunned if we see a game seven really between these teams here is if you're the heat While the Sixers and Celtics are battling, and I think there's a good chance that that series does see a seventh game. We'll talk about that when the time comes. That extra rest there... In some ways, Donna, you could attribute that to the Lakers' 1 0 series lead that they took against Golden State, right? They were able to finish their series. The Warriors were out there playing a seven game set against the Sacramento Kings. The Heat missed that chance. When you're this deep into the playoffs, Jimmy Butler's obviously battled some injuries already himself. It's an older veteran squad. They did miss that opportunity to get themselves the rest where this team's had two 1 0 leads so far in the postseason. Now, you might play just as long. Heck, you, there, chances there's a chance, Donnie, their series ends later than the Sixers-Celtics series would end.
5: Yes, it's a great point you bring up. And the perfect segue today when we're talking about the NFL scheduling here. How many times do you see, oh, we got to buy week five. I mean, the buys are great, right? But you don't want it week five. You want it like week 12, week 13 in that range because that's the time that you really need it here. If you're the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler, who again, already down Victor Oladipo and also Tyler Hero, extra minutes for everybody every single day you save to keep down that wear and tear, Kevin. And also, it's not just playing the minutes, 40 plus minutes every night. It's, hey, man, I just took a shot to the shoulder. Boy, that really hurts. That's going to add up a little bit later. If you get a chance to rest for an extra few days while another series goes six or seven games and is a war, that's going to be to your added advantage. You're right. That's a big-time missed opportunity. Even though you say, oh, it's no big deal, they can go back to Miami and clinch it out. That's another game and more wear and tear those superstar players have met. And also, high leverage minutes, Kevin. It's in a preseason game. Uh, uh, Exactly. The War Jimmy
4: Butler watches Brunson play 48 and goes. I'll tell you right now, bolster you dare say my name. You're. Ins- I'm, I'm playing every second he's on the court. I'm not letting that happen. I feel like I got punked out because that's, that's. just kind of the, the way the the mind yeah. works there. Eastern Conference odds: the Sixers are the favorite at minus 105. Boston two to one. Miami is plus 380. The Knicks all the way back there at 16 to one. You still see the clear gap that exists on the FanDuel Sportsbook. We're gonna make the move over. To the NFL schedule starting to release some massive games, some holiday action coming available over the past couple of hours. We will break that all down next year on SportsGrid.
3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. VR training platforms
6: like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
2: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
6: Learn more at metacom impact.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh,
2: football season. I think it's here.
4: Hold on. Let's let me, you know what DRS, you're a good gauge on stuff like this. Mm -hmm. NFL schedule release. Does this get you excited or you don't care? Like talk to you in a month as it pertains to football.
5: No, I like it. I actually like schedule release day. Now, it's not where I'm like analyzing and I'm heartbroken that, you know, a certain game is going to be played on a certain day, but it is slightly intriguing to me because in the NFL, you got to see where the bye weeks are at, you got to see where the big games are at, you got to see if your team has three straight road games, you got to see if your team plays on a Thursday night. So, it is quite intriguing to me for a couple minutes. I
4: I'm into it. I'm pumped up. And I will say though, Every, well, You know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So far, there's not been any announcements that have bothered me, and then there was one that dropped this morning that really got under my skin. If there's time, we'll get to it. Let's start with this, Christmas in Philadelphia. Here is my reaction to the Eagles playing on Christmas Day against the New York Giants. Donnie? The line, because these lines are all out and available, which is great for us, right? We're not going to sit here and go, hey, would you make the Eagles play on Christmas against the Giants or a different opponent? It's irrelevant. We'll do that maybe somewhere else. But a a seven-and-a-half-point line, it is almost identical to the number that existed when the Eagles and the Giants met in the playoffs, which means the books right now who are posting as pure of a number as you will see because there's nothing to be factored in not how the teams are playing and i see you smiling because you know exactly where i'm going with this this is not about how teams are playing this isn't a spot this isn't rest this isn't injury this is this is how we view these teams and you know what the sports book thinks right now yeah The Giants are the same exact team as last year. Nothing to be excited about. There's some people who like their offseason. Maybe the FanDuel Sportsbook does as well. But you know what they know? Their quarterback is the
5: same guy. And that's Daniel Jones, Donnie. So they're going to continue to treat the New York Giants like they're the same exact team. I love it. Anytime we can play a chance to have, you know, Giants pinata hour, sign me up for it here. Because you're right. The FanDuel Sportsbook <laughs> is looking at it like more than a touchdown. But having said this, you know what I'm going to see a little bit later in the season here? Ooh, that line opened up at seven and a half, eight and a half, nine and a half, ten and a half, eleven and a half. Hey, why is that line on the move? The Giants are tanking for a quarterback. Of course, that line is going to be on the move, Kevin.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and that, you know, is the interesting thing. That the deep games that are posted right now Eagles Giants is the second deepest one on the board we'll get to that in a moment but the other Eagles game that is available right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook Eagles Niners Philly a two and a half point favorite and according to my sources Debo Samuel just unloaded his entire contract on the Niners and reciting well we're going to have a quarterback for this game do you think Debo Samuel's confused Donnie how the Eagles are favored in this football game because according to Debo Samuel the Niners would have won against the Eagles by a thousand points if they what remember to block and not let every single person they put behind their offensive line get smashed into smithereens here or oh yeah the Eagles are favored over the Niners because of course they're favored over the San Francisco 49ers if they are at home now the Eagles maybe should be favored by a full field goal as opposed to just the two and a half here but I can't help but see this and offer up as a friendly reminder to our friends in the Bay Area that the Niners were not some automatic lock and clearly not to go into
5: Philadelphia last year Donnie and win that NFC championship game. Yes, and I think Kyle Shanahan might have learned his lesson because I expect seven quarterbacks to be on the roster by the Mm -hmm. time they play this football game and the Eagles will systematically knock each and every one of them out again. But no, that game is going to be very exciting and there's a lot of venom. But you know what I love too? The venom is going to come from the Philadelphia Eagles because they have the home game here. I just hope, and again, we can't extrapolate what's going to happen exactly during the season. Uh Let these two teams meet up exactly healthy in this game, and then we'll let it play out on the field because I would love to see a similar result there, only to be told, what? McCaffrey left in the third quarter. Yeah, you were down 30 points in that game. What does that matter?
4: Yeah, here's the deal, okay? Right now, so we will at some point get odds for... uh, Quarterback to start week one for a couple of teams, right? This year, I'm going to maybe just let DRS handle that because we got into a big debate over Trubisky Mm. versus Pickett. And the truth is we both were correct. We were both correct. But, Donnie, I guess in the fact that Trubisky actually started was more correct here. Donnie, odds of which quarterback is under center for the Niners on December 3rd, are you crazy? I, I mean, everybody's pick. I mean, I, I think I need to put Jimmy Garoppolo odds up there at this point here. Brock, Darnold, and Trey Lance all absolutely live to be the quarterback for the Niners heading into December.
5: Yeah, or like D option, which means like they're going to have to acquire somebody at the trade deadline because people got injured. And also, you know what my favorite part <laughs> of this Ryan. is? I like the 49ers. Yeah, I like the 49ers coming into this year. I thought Brock Purdy played well last year, but is it an anomaly where it's like, hey, Brock Purdy is all of a sudden Joe Montana's NFL career just getting started here and he's going to be a dominant quarterback all the way through? There's no given there, and you're right about that. It's not so much that it even saying, Kevin, that Brock Purdy is going to be playing on December 3rd because he's healthy or he's injured at that point, right? It's Is he good enough to actually be playing by that time in the season? Because I understand he played well last year. It's no given that you automatically take off on that same trajectory when you're basically not even going to have an offseason this year. And also, the hype is going to be there there for Brock Purdy. It's easy to step into a starting quarterback job with a great offensive coordinator and a great offense and have no pressure because, like, hey, whatever you give us, kid, that's going to be a positive. That's no longer the case. We're expecting greatness out of Brock Purdy. Let's see if he even holds up this year.
4: We'll find out. We will certainly find out. Let's then get over to the other conference championship game, Mm -hmm. which is Chiefs Bengals. Casey at home plays Cincinnati on December 31st. Donnie, any problem Mm -hmm. with the fact that this game is going to happen next year?
5: Uh... I needed it to be a little bit sooner at this point, right? New Year's Eve, which Mm -hmm. is an issue for me as is. But having said that, I love the fact that these two teams are going to tangle, but I just wish it was an automatic game situation that 100% is going to matter. And sometimes I brought this up yesterday. The NFL will outsmart itself just a little bit because what could happen in this game, Kevin? Both teams coming in with one loss, the number one seed on the line, unbelievable situation, record-breaking ratings. But you know what else could happen? the Chiefs having an unbelievably good season the Bengals already locked into a playoff spot they're not playing for anything here the Chiefs are playing for something or vice versa you burn one of the best games on the card Kevin where even if you move it up just a week or two on the schedule you guarantee that game means something I'm not saying it's 75 percent this game isn't going to matter because 75 percent probably it will matter and we'll enjoy it I just don't want to see this game get burned with a chance where neither one of these teams need it or one team needs it and the other team does it, Kevin.
4: I will say, I don't know what instance, and I'm trying to think back where a team goes in week 17. That's in contention, not needing it. The fact that there's only one bye, Donnie has largely, I think, be, made it where everybody needs every game. And that's what I would expect here. The one thing, and I'm not surprised to see the three and a half, but it does work as a reminder that every single one of these Chiefs Bengals games ends by a field goal. Yeah. And if if you were to make me bet this game right now, it would be a no hesitation bet on Cincinnati, right? It, it would be just, uh, of course, you take the three and a half points here because, as much as I know, your classic idea of is you don't take three and a half points thinking that you're going to cover, you think the team's going to yeah. win outright. The the field goal can absolutely matter here, plus the hook in a game between these teams. To keep the Chiefs in the conversation, the first announcement that bothers me quite a bit came this morning, the opening game of the NFL season, Thursday night football, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs were always going to be home. The options for the league were the divisional games. You don't want to go that direction. Makes all the sense in the world. Though, you have the Chargers, who everybody loves. You've got Sean Payton's first game in Denver. And the Raiders and Jimmy Garoppolo, which you can kind of play a little Super Bowl angle there. There's some juice. You've got the NFC North, two teams factoring in the Bears. And Justin Fields, that's electric. You've got the Lions and Jared Goff. You'd probably pass on that. And then you have the Buffalo Bills, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Philadelphia Eagles; those are the games that you have to choose from for opening night of the NFL season. We got Jared Goff. We got Jared Goff. I. There's no way. We got Jared Goff. And yet, Donnie, we got Jared. We got a. We have a field. We have a touchdown spread. Why? Why are the Detroit Lions on the opening game here? I, a part of me is saying stop complaining about a game that's going to have a total of fifty-three and a half. But I can't help myself. They had. This is the worst option. This is the worst option that they had.
5: Yeah, the FanDuel Sportsbook already has it lined up as a touchdown favorite here for the Kansas City Chiefs, but you're correct. And also, we're missing one more game here, Kevin. How about opening night, Tariq Hill goes back to Kansas City and plays. Versus his old squad here. Patrick Mahomes on the field. Two attack by low. We expect him to be healthy, at least for game one. Isn't that a centerpiece game? Now, the one thing we do know, the NFL is a monster. The NFL is going to get monster ratings regardless who they put on opening night to start the season. We are going to enjoy it. But the theater of the NFL, which typically they do so well, I think they miss this one. Because opening night is supposed to, theoretically, Kevin... Be the best game of the year. You're getting the Super Bowl champions in their house, raising their banner, an electric atmosphere, and you're usually putting that next and up and coming team, which, you say, well, Donnie, that's actually the Lions. Not necessarily. The teams that want to knock them off or even have a storyline. The Bengals feel like a rivalry. It feels like it's the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles, the Giants and the the Commanders, right? Going head-to-head, they can't stand each other, even though they're not even in the same division. The Tyreek Hill back to Kansas City. What an unbelievable story. You could play up for months at a time. And you know what? They probably would ask Tyreek Hill every single week in the preseason, hey, what are you going to do when you get back to Kansas City? I don't know, smoke them. Boy, they're going to miss me when I get back there. Would love to hear about that nonstop until that happens. Or also, the Buffalo Bills going, you know what? This is finally our year. Last year, you put us on opening day. We won against the Rams. We'll make it two in a row, and we'll bust the Super Bowl champions in their own house. I did think they missed out on the theatrics. But again, the NFL is king. They'll get ratings either way. But this came out in left field. Because you're right. Looking at the schedule, if you were to put odds, like just like the Kentucky Derby that just happened, and said, what were the odds that Detroit is going to land that opening night? A oh, hundred to one
4: last last yeah i know the lions are 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 better than the bears based on how they would be booked i like the Lions. yes i think think, we're saying like we like the lions coming into the season but you know but don but don if they would have put justin fields right in that opening spot you would have said it's a 10 point line but you know what it is fields
5: right you would have said you you know what No, I would not. Okay. I would have said that's terrible.
4: Re- yeah. Relative to the Lions, though? Hold on. Would you prefer the Lions over the Bears? I'd rather you have, have the, the
5: Lions or the Bears. Yes. Oh, The Bears no might get torched no by way. 40 in that game. At least the Lions, hundred percent.
4: But, Don, I've got Justin Fields over, over 74 and a half rush yards, cashing in the first half. What are you talking I'm going to mention Mayor Gibbs over two and a half, half receptions? <laughs> Well, listen. Rushing plus receiving, one fifty-six and a half, getting (laughs) getting the mix there again. I mean, now listen. Now receiving, five hundred and four with Mahomes and Fields.
5: I, I think it would break the sports no. books mind. They wouldn't even know what to post. They wouldn't even know what to post. Man, I, would st- Let me- I would start saying things yeah. like this, and we'll get that season underway. Like, well, I think Mahomes gets 400 yards, but I don't know if they get 500 combined at that point, because <laughs> Fields is out
4: there. Let me tell you something. <laughs> That'd be the first time where you would say that, and it would actually make plenty of sense. Yes, uh,
5: by the way, uh, we do have a Black Friday
4: game with the Dolphins and the mm, Jets. Like uh, the first bit of booking for Rodgers in a game basis uh, with the Jets here. A two-and-a-half point home favorite against Miami. To me, it looks light, but It does serve as a reminder that the Dolphins also were very active this offseason in retooling and replenishing that roster as they try and get set for a big season in South Beach. We'll be right back.
3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
6: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
2: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
6: Learn more at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact.
2: Reese's peanut butter
0: cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Races you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
4: The
1: legends are true. But overwhelming power, the sauce of destiny. Yes.
2: close out our
4: number one with a look at the stanley cup playoffs last night what results stand out well two games two big results the oilers even their series against the golden knights with a 4-1 victory a pair of assists for the mvp connor mcdavid but the maple leafs down 3-0 win in florida 2-1 they go
5: back to toronto maybe little belief up north donnie Here's what the hockey gods have in store for us here, Kevin, because we love this for content purposes. Here's what oh, we need. No. Leafs go back, get, get that dub. Leafs go back on the road, get another dub. Game seven, Maple Leafs go down in overtime against the Florida Panthers. I think if we make that happen, K-Dub, that is exactly what most people on this network mm. would be cheering for, correct? I, what, we have to check with the Corgi. Uh, that is it Corgi or Corgi?
4: The Corgi? It's Corgi. I think it is. The dog? Hey, come on. It's a Corgi. A dog guy. What easy. You? All right. For, don't don't oh don't talk goodness. down to me like that. Don't say my wow. don't say my name at the end of it. There, I don't have a Corgi. All right. I got a Beagle mix. Nevertheless, someone get the Corgi's Corgi Irish to Storm. predict Maple Leafs Panthers. All right. So we can get a sense of of what's going down there. Although I don't like that Corgi's current prediction on uh, Lakers Warriors, so I might have to kind of push that to a. So who's the Corgi? There. Explain. Explain yourself. What are we talking? No about? No way. You hold on. Hold on. We got something to do here. Wait. You don't I mean, know about the Corgi yourself. online? No. What should I know about a Corgi? No. First, because you're more online than anybody I know. No. Twitter is where no. you live. Okay. <laughs> All right. Maybe not more than anybody, but you're. Listen, basically, there's a corgi that that they threw the ball up to it. One basket said Lakers, one said Warriors, and then he predicted the seven-game series. And so far, he's
5: predicted every game correctly. But he has
4: the Warriors coming back down from 3-1.
5: Now, let me say this. What's your beef? There's a reason why. Like, Kevin has, like, nine days off a week, so he can surf Twitter (laughs) here and find corgis online when I'm here holding down the fort. So, see, people, this is example number 1,000, Why who shows up to the show and who just hangs out on Twitter all day. Unbelievable. Right.
4: I'll send you some homework over the weekend while you're doing absolutely
0: nothing. Devils to win win tonight in Carolina. (laughs) Hour 2 is coming up.